Once upon a time, I got really drunk at Bongo's mm-hmm. in Disney Springs, and I don't remember it, but it was uh, it was really fun. Nice. I don't remember having that much to drink, and Amy was like, yeah, you were fucking sloshed. And then the show starts right there. Boom. That's our little teaser intro to the show. <laughs> I love it. That's how we're doing it. Hello, and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F, F- Yeah, yeah Disney. Disney. Hey, and welcome to episode one of FBI Disney. We're here to give you a pornographic look. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Go with that one. We're here to give you an X-rated look at all things Disney, from hidden dickies <laughs> to having sex in the park, smoking weed in the bathrooms. We're going to be covering it all. And uh, we're going to be covering all kind of topics and things and having lots of fun on this show. So uh, what's going on, Miss Julie? Besides the Schaffelhofer. Not much. I was just thinking about the first time I had one. It was in Orlando, but it wasn't in Disney. Oh, shocker. Um, my friend had had brought, that's not proper English. My friend brought, brought me to a restaurant in downtown Orlando called Tutu Tango that is absolutely amazing. It is a tapas restaurant. And... I got one of these, and ever since, I've been in love, and it always reminded me of Florida, and then shortly after, it just reminded me of Disney, and then I could finally get it up here, so I drink it to pretend like I'm in Disney. Nice. For me, it's the alcohol content is too low. It's like really good in the summertime, like a shandy, but uh, you know, if I'm going to go to Germany at Epcot and have a beer, I'm not having Schaffelhoffel anymore. I have something else. <laughs> Maybe a Dunkel or something with, a, with my Venus schnitzel. Well, I wasn't trying to be drunk on our uh, first podcast, so. Isn't that the point, though? Before we even start? I feel like we got to get through one episode so people, you know, know normal Julie, so they have a baseline. Yeah, this is true. Well, this evening I'm having a New Belgium Citradelic Tangerine IPA. It's delicious. I uh, uh, bought a six-pack last night. I was recording uh, another podcast uh, with some friends of mine out in California. They have a show called The Podcateers, and they give a a family-friendly perspective and view on Disney stuff. It's out in, uh, but they're all West Coast. They cover Disneyland. And uh, we did a whole two-hour conversation, which actually was a three-hour conversation because the first hour we had to start all over again due to some technical issues. Uh, But uh, we had a two-hour conversation uh, talking Marvel, and it was completely amazing. It's, you know, going back for those who, uh, you know, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, I I, I think, because I think the whole world has seen Endgame, but covering everything in Endgame... Uh, with some other fellow friends of mine on the on the on the airwaves here was a lot of fun like goosebump moments emotions I was experiencing still from that film that uh, I didn't realize were still there until we brought And you've out. only seen it once. I know. Yeah, Liam actually brought up about seeing it three times and he said every time like you said, you know, every time he's seen it it just got more It gets harder. Emotion. Yeah, more and more emotional. Yep. So. Yeah, the second time I was basically just crying through the entire movie. <laughs> And I want to give you guys some background on us as well. We both have our own individual podcast. Uh, Julie has one called One Little Spice uh, that she co-hosts. And uh, it's a show about Disney food and restaurants. And they cover things in the parks and what have you. Uh, what, is, what do you guys do? A weekly show? Sometimes bi-weekly? Sometimes five a month? Um, so it was weekly. And we don't get to the parks enough. So from here on out, it's bi-weekly. And then every month we're going to have a different guest host. So we'll have three episodes a month. Nice. And I have a podcast called The Wise Guy Radio Show, and it's a glass-blowing-themed-based podcast. I've been doing it for about four years. I have uh, 215 episodes, actually, as of today, and I just kind of cover topics and interview artists out there in the world of glass, uh, from pipe makers to scientific glass blowers to furnace work glass artists, 
uh, talk business, tips, tricks, what have you, and uh, start a YouTube channel, all kind of fun stuff. So uh, we both have some experience in this world of podcasting, and we hope to bring you a fun, educational, adult-themed podcast that, uh, you know, we're not really using this for an excuse to cuss. We just want to be able to have an unfiltered perspective and, again, cover taboo topics that uh, aren't really talked about, you know, like penises on uh, covers of movies within the Disney realm or, you know, in the grass of saying it's sex, you know, those kind of little things. We'll get into more details in future episodes, but that's the kind of stuff we want to cover. And uh, you can find us on the Instagrams at, uh, what is it, F yeah underscore Disney? Is that what our thing became? <laughs> that's what it is. Because some douchebag already has F yeah Disney and they don't have it. With one, one post yeah. from a 2011. Yeah. So I've contacted Instagram saying, hey, can we have this thing, please? Which they probably won't give it to us, but. I think it's really funny that you say that we're we didn't start this podcast as an excuse to swear because I'm pretty sure that's exactly how I pitched it to you. It probably was. I cuss anyways, and even last night on the other on the other podcast, I had to like, you know, I, I said Captain's you know America's ass line, <laughs> and I said it anyways. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm saying America's America's ass because Captain uh, Chris Evans in general has America's ass. He thank, really thank does. Thank you very much. You know. And I'm very heterosexual, but I can appreciate a good-looking man when I see one. And uh, I would definitely—he's from—he's uh, from Massachusetts. Oh, how about that? I won't hold yeah. it, hold it against him. Hey, good things come from Massachusetts. Everything but baseball. Hey, watch it. I'm just saying. Sorry, we're gonna have a lot of fun banter on here because uh, we're from opposite spectrums of the world. Yeah, so, I'm from an awesome state with amazing sports teams, and he's from Florida. And I actually go to Disney on a regular basis. Hey, I got there five times this year. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it was January and then November and December and February again. And then I did Disneyland in April, but that still counts. Yeah, and I'm super jealous because I have yet to go and I got to go. You should be. I ate like 16 different types of churros and they were all amazing. I bet. Did your pants fit afterwards? Mm Mm-hmm. I actually lost weight this trip. It was pretty crazy. It's because I went down to San Diego and my friend was uh, training for a competition. So I went to the gym with her every morning and we like almost stayed healthy. So it was like the first Disney trip I ever lost weight. Wow. That's pretty wild. But anyways, so we kind of just want to do this. (laughs) We really just want to kind of do this little, uh, this first episode to kind of introduce ourselves, talk about some fun things going on. Because right now, uh, in the world of Disney itself, there is a shit ton of things that are happening from uh, Galaxy's Edge opening up in Disneyland, soon to be opening up here in Disney World, uh, Marvel rides opening up over seas and uh, over in the Asia parks. Uh, we've got like Tron and uh, the 50th anniversary coming up soon here at Walt Disney World. Lots of infrastructure changes, gondolas, hotels, DVCs, you name it. It's amazing what's going on. And seeing the changes that have happened in just in the last five years, I mean, shit. They're right now they're officially powering 25% of the parks and two full parks themselves with solar panel, you know, farms right now that they've already planted and grown and uh, <laughs> turned them on. It's amazing. I don't know if you guys, have, those are listening, have seen the uh, aerial shots of the uh, the Mickey icon solar panel thing. is pretty gnarly. It is pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. So, anyways, I'm usually so, yeah. I'm usually sleeping on my flights down. I don't know if you can actually see it from the air. Probably not because usually the Disney area is a no-fly zone. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. So, uh, except for like helicopters and that do the tours, and even there, I think are limited to where they can go. Because usually, if you're like say uh, at Epcot watching Illuminations, there'll be some helicopters that hang out over the parking lot, like where the cast members park, mm-hmm. that are given the guests that are in the helicopters a pretty badass view of illuminations i think that'd be awesome to see right that's a thing yeah dude yeah take a helicopter tour go watch the fireworks at disney yeah we need to do that that'd be badass right it's like timing the uh, hot air balloon at disney springs to watch the sunset or to watch the the fireworks over at uh epcot see now i've been in a real hot air balloon and i'm like deathly afraid of heights And it was the most amazing thing I've ever done and, like, didn't feel like I was going to fall out or die. But the one in Disney Springs terrifies me. Me too. Because I stand there while I'm playing Pokemon and uh, (laughs) (laughs) drinking my my coffee from Starbucks. That's right there. And I watch that thing sway, and it makes me want to throw up just looking at it. But I think it'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. Hell yes. You want to kick us off with some, uh, some happenings that's going on in the parks with some news and stuff? 
and things? Yeah. Uh, so I was reading about a couple interesting things. So Disneyland is actually starting with a flex pass. Yeah, I heard. Which I'm not a big fan of, but it might work for some people. So how it works is Monday through Thursday, you can go to the parks anytime you want. No reservation needed. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have to make reservations. Kind of like how you have to make reservations to get into Galaxy's Edge right now. Yeah. But you can only reserve two days in a 30-day period. So if you're going on vacation with, say, you know, family from out of state or anything like that, and you want to go for a long weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two of those days you can be at the park. Huh, interesting. Because I know, like, Disneyland, it's a heavy annual pass holder park. Oh, definitely. You know, and it you know, kind of reminds me of, like, Hong Kong. Like, uh, I know that the annual pass, uh, U.S. dollars for Hong Kong is, like, $120, like, for the year what? there. Yeah, it's, like, 120 bucks for an annual pass at Hong Kong Disney. And That's insane. it's because the uh, park is a locals park there because they're on a small little island and the weekends are like slam packed. But the weekdays, like if you fly into Hong Kong, there's usually like a nine hour layover and then mm-hmm. you can, they have different taxi services that pull out of that airport and they have like three different highways that leave the airport. And one of them goes directly to Disney, which is pretty cool. So if you have like, a, say like a nine hour layover, you can literally take a taxi to Disney, do a full park half day may basically get on everything you need to take the tag taxi back to the airport and catch a flight home. And, uh, it's pretty affordable, but, uh, so I'm kind of wondering if because of the locals type of thing, they're trying to say, you know, you can come to the parks for more of an affordable price. Cause I know Disneyland's can be because it's small, not that affordable. Well, no, it's not that affordable. I know. I understand that. I'm just saying in terms of, uh, I mean, whether whatever you're doing, is, it's not affordable. Well, because they have the... So this is like the middle tier that they have. So they have the first tier that's... I don't know how much. Um, that has like a thousand blackout days. And then this one doesn't have blackout days, but you have to make reservations. It's $600. And then to just have an unlimited annual pass, it's only $800. And I say only $800 because I spend $1,000 on mine being an out-of-state human Yeah. for Disney World. So for the extra $200... I would pay that just to not have the headache of only being able to make two reservations in a 30-day period. Not that a lot of people are probably going to run into that as a problem, but it just seems annoying to me. Yeah, it's interesting. I I, I think the reservation system is going to probably come here to uh, Disney World eventually, you know, with Galaxy's Edge opening up here in August. You know, I know they haven't said yes that it's going to. However, uh, because they're not limiting times and that kind of stuff yet i'm pretty sure that it's going to eventually happen depends on capacity because when toy story land opened up i mean people were waiting six hours to get into the land and yeah i mean i really like what they're doing with the reservations for disneyland because there isn't a ridiculous standby line it isn't unfair Mm -hmm. i think it's probably the best way that they could do it um i think there are probably be going to be a lot of people that abuse their four-hour limit in the park but i think it might be something like when they have extra magic hours, they like scan your band before you go on any ride or anything like that to make sure that you're allowed to be in the park at that point and then like escort you out. So yeah, and I, and I know they're saying like you know, so if you're in line and and and, the, and your four hours ends, you get pulled out of the line. Like there's no staying in the. From what I understand, you don't stay in the line. Like you have to ride these rides and be in the queue way before your your time is. And I'm assuming that they're gonna just limit the amount of people to go in per time per four hour window. So that way people, all, all, everybody has a chance to go on these things, potentially. Well, for um, the Millennium Falcon ride, there's something ridiculous, like 1,800, 18,000. I don't know. It's a lot of people per hour that they're able to get on these rides. So there's probably a lot of, a lot of them going at the same time. I don't remember yeah. what it is. Yeah. We talked about it on one of our episodes a while ago. but Yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait to go see that thing in person. I'm going to cry like a little baby. Me too. It's going to be spectacular. I'm just going to stand there and stare at it for like an hour. That's going to be an hour of my four-hour limit in the park. Just staring at it? Oh, yeah. Neat. Just taking it all in, not believing that it's actually there in front of me. Yeah. And I know they're going to have like a a rope or some kind of something keeping you away from it. Because I know the entrance is not like typical how it is in, like you see in the film. You have to, there's an entrance to in, onto it on the side of it, I guess, that gets yeah. you into it. And then that separates you into the the different gimmicks for the ride system itself. 
Yeah. Um, I actually don't know how I became so nerdy and how I got into Star Wars and things like that because, gosh, this was probably like 10 years ago now. I was watching The Empire Strikes Back. It was on TV and my dad walked into the room and was like, what are you watching? I just kind of looked at him and I was like, um, Star Wars, Dad? Are you serious? And he didn't know that that's what you were watching? Was he being serious asking? Oh, he was. And then he was like, oh, yeah, right. Star Wars. And they started talking in a deep voice, acting all manly and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. Neat. Yeah, I mean, I saw Empire's, or uh, not Empire, but Return of the Jedi in the theater as a wee oh, lad. I'm so jealous. And, uh, yeah, that's a true story. I'm old. I got to see episode one in theaters. Mm, that one I did not see in the theater, but I saw two and three. It's probably for the best. Mm. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, but for me, you know, everybody talks shit about these films. And for me, it was uh, given more depth into a story that I wanted more story of, in a sense. You know, so it, 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 it helped. It helped to kind of bring uh, my, some life to it. My argument for episode one was always that they built up these two characters, Qui-Gon Jinn and, um, right? Is that who I'm thinking of? Liam Neeson? Yeah. Yes. Um, and Darth Maul and then kill them both off at the end of the movie. Yeah, but Darth Maul continues. And I, and I know the, uh, yeah, I know the argument. He does. He's in Clone Wars or whatever. And then he exists at the end of the latest Star Wars film, but it's still my argument. Well, that was so, that was sucks. that was the end of Solo. Was which, that the end of Solo? Oh yeah. yes, it was. Because he eventually is killed in the Clone Wars by Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, that is an amazing scene. That After is he loses his mind. Fucking brilliant. And has his crazy ass spider legs. But you know, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm yeah, I really hope. That's uh, they continue solo in the in the theaters, or or on the Disney Plus streaming service. I don't. Really I was actually know. really impressed with Solo. Yeah, I and lo- I a lot it. of people, a lot of people have a lot of shit to talk about it. But it was it uh, to describe it. I feel like it was kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy of the Star Wars universe. Like it was that feel good movie that you just needed. There were a couple things that I was picking out that was just kind of odd to me. But overall, I think the reason it did so bad was just because people were just kind of, uh, you know, had just seen a Star Wars film. It was just too soon. And and they, Disney and, and Lucasfilm came out and, you know, Kathleen Kelly came out and even said that. Like, they, you know, people were kind of Star Wars out because everybody's so used to seeing these films three years apart. I think it would have done a lot better if they released the damn movie on May 4th. Because they had every opportunity to, because that was initially when Avengers Infinity War was coming out, and then they moved that. Yeah. Is that an airplane? It is. It's uh, probably JetBlue. I don't know. It's what I fly. Um, it sounds like a JetBlue engine, you're right. <laughs> um, but first off they're both owned by disney so mm-hmm. clearly disney could have worked that out but they changed the date for avengers coming out and i got so excited that they were gonna finally do because i think may 4th was a friday that last year right because may 5th saturday sunday whatever it came out yes last year um because may 5th was a saturday and that's when we released our first episode for our podcast but i feel like they dropped the ball with that and they would have made a lot more money if they did that because everybody wants to go see a star wars movie on may 4th yeah, but over the but Star Wars has always come out around Christmas. Like that's just been this thing, and they 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 pushed up the Infinity War film because Europe was going to be getting it earlier than we were, and they didn't want the Europeans to spoil it. Even though China got Endgame first, and like that next night, uh, Endgame was already on the internet. Shocker. Yeah, and I saw uh, I, I saw a ver- the version that it is in, and it looks pretty damn good. Minus the uh, subtitles mean, that are in Mandarin and I cannot read. Uh, I did actually take a year of Japanese in high school. Ah, arigato. That's about all I've retained. And uh, Sony Ichi. And I know all that because of Epcot. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, I, like, I actually got a silver pearl the last time. Amy picked it out for me because she's really good at picking Fabulous. pearls. Fabulous. 
That's a fun thing. They actually uh, have completely redone done that store. And I haven't played the Phineas and Ferb game since they've redone the store, and I'm curious if the... Uh, I don't know if you've done the Phineas and Ferb thing yet, but... Um, yes. Okay, so you know in, in Japan the little... Little crazy, uh, <laughs> the crazy robot baby <laughs> doll comes out of that little the pillar that had the toys in it, and she's like, man, freaking out and shit. And then you got to push a button and it like, you know, puts her to sleep basically. It's on, isn't it on your phone now though? I remember when I first played yeah. it, it was on like a little flip phone. It was like a Samsung convoy, and I only know that because I used to work for Verizon Wireless. So I was like, hashtag I know that not phone. sponsored. I sell that not at all. Yeah, it was, uh, it, yeah. Disney spent a shit ton of money on cell phones. That only worked for that game, and 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 the cases that they went in, they they didn't spend a shit ton of money on those phones. Those were not expensive phones. Yeah, they probably paid like a fifty cents. I'm sure they got an insane deal where they were all free if they signed up for some sort of something. Because, I don't... well, you know, is it true? And I've always wondered this that they get their Coke products for free. I do not know. I've I've heard rumors for years that when the Disney Pepsi thing was happening that they uh, made a deal with Coke because they were getting the product for free just for advertising it in the parks. So if that's the case, then uh, Disney is making a shit ton of money on sodas. I mean, they make like, I worked at, I worked at Subway again, no sponsor in here, but so I, I understand. <laughs> fresh. What, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I, so I, I understand that it, what it costs for a large Coke, it's literally like five cents. Maybe less than that, you know, maybe maybe two cents. And then we sell them for like six dollars. And Disney yep. sells them for like twenty, you know? And uh so and they, I do really enjoy the frozen coke. It's great for hangovers. Uh. Yeah, I and I haven't had a hangover in probably twenty years, but back in the day, uh Taco Bell makes a naked chicken chalupa that's my hangover cure. Oh god, it sounds disgusting. Oh, it's so good. So the shell of this taco is literally a chicken patty folded up, fried, and then it's filled with all like the taco filling and this amazing sauce. It is so good. Weird. I thought so too initially, but it's really, really good. Huh. Interesting. Well, maybe we can talk more about these products and then get them on a sponsor's <laughs> That was just like a, a roll of like 10 of them right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> One of you guys can reach out, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so back to Galaxy's Edge. So I'm super excited. I mean, between the, like, the Ogus Cantina opening up and Rex being there now again to see his cute little face and uh, Paul Rubin, a.k.a. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, coming back to uh, do the voice. And there's like a CD you can buy that's like the full soundtrack. I think it's like a three-hour soundtrack. So if That's you're in amazing. there, you know, getting served by uh, robots and uh, getting shit faced in Ogus Cantina at uh, old uh, Hollywood Studios, then uh, you can sit there and listen to the entire soundtrack that Rex will play for you, which, which is rad. But there's, you know, I think probably the coolest thing besides the immersion of just how things look is the technology that they're going to have in there with, with again, with the Disney game and the Disney Play game. and, and the Oh, my God, to... I'm so excited about it. I actually saw that it's gone live, and I tried to play it, but I'm apparently not close enough to California. Yeah. You are on the opposite side, like catty corner to that state. I am. I'm, like, diagonal to exactly where Disney is. Isn't that what catty corner means? No. Well, it means you're diagonally across the street, but you're diagonally across the country. I guess, but like it just sounds like so much smaller than the span of an entire country. Yeah, you're way the hell away from Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah, but it's okay. You're dedicated. I am. Are you going to get a lightsaber? Yes. Okay, so these lightsabers are $200, but worth every penny. Mm -hmm. I saw a picture of them. I sent it to you. Did you see it? I did. I want one right now um but so they're being compared to the wands at harry potter land yep harry potter world what is it called uh hogwarts and diagon alley was the, the wizarding world of harry potter there we go yeah that one i also call galaxy's edge star wars world i'm you know it's not okay. good with the names but i forgive you i understand that i understand that they're on the same level as a Harry Potter wand. I have several of them. I was chosen at Ollivander's. My wand chose me. It works to cast spells in the park. Awesome. But the lightsaber is also being compared to the Elmo bubble wand at SeaWorld, and I just don't understand the comparison. 
Yeah, I've been to SeaWorld uh, when I was a kid, but I haven't been I haven't been since my senior year in high school. But an Elmo bubble wand. How is that even on the same level? Is it like the bubble blower, like the Buzz Lightyear uh, electric gun that blows bubbles you can buy at the park, maybe? I assume so, and it's Elmo's head, maybe? The bubbles come out of his mouth? I, I do not know. want a lightsaber blowing bubbles. <laughs> but I have... I just like... The nostalgia of a Harry Potter wand and a lightsaber are just not the same as Elmo blowing bubbles. No. It's very true. But however, I will remember, though, my kids about three years ago in their stockings from Santa Claus received small lightsabers that had a bubble wand in it, and the lightsaber body had liquid soap in it. So you can unscrew the handle of the lightsaber, and then you can blow bubbles. That's amazing. And then you push my a button favorite, on the bottom, and it lit up. It was freaking gnarly. My favorite stocking stuffer from Santa was when I was like eight, and it was these teeny tiny little Power Ranger figurines. Mm-hmm. I have since lost them, but they were amazing. Yeah, the way you, she was holding up her finger, they looked like they were like the size of maybe a dime. So okay, they were like quarter sized, all right. Okay, no wonder you lost them. But yeah, so the, <laughs> so to get like a crystal in there and they light up and they interact with things because I know they've been uh, filing for patents for a while now to to interact with certain things. You know, maybe you can go out there and fight stormtroopers and you know put on a pair of VR goggles and shoot their blasters back at them and stuff and. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty wild. You know, I mean, just just the fact that you had to have a secret password to get into the entrance to this thing alone um, is pretty rad. Because you know, as a rebel spy, which I've never been chosen for that, jeez, um, you know, the bad the bad guys are gonna be out there looking for you. Um, you can also customize them to your personality, which I hear is really cool, and hopefully they'll have a purple one. So yeah. Purple would be cool. I don't know if Mace Windu would give that up though. He's like, I'm the I only mean, one. I'm the only one having a purple lightsaber, motherfuckers. And if they don't have a purple one, you can just tell me the blue one is purple, and I'll believe you. Yeah, that's true because you are colorblind. Uh huh. I mean, it could be brown for all you know. I would be able to tell if it was brown. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell the difference between brown and purple. Thank you very much. Okay, that's good. So another fun thing they're going to be doing, too, with the uh, Disney Play is they're going to be having surveillance cameras around everywhere. And uh, it will allow you to choose a side on which, you know, whether you're going to be on the dark or the light. And then they're going to be uh, ongoing battles throughout the entire day on who is actually taking over the certain areas of the shops. And uh, by turning on and off the certain surveillance cameras and uh, different things like that. And they're, and they're saying that this is going to be an ongoing story. So day one, the park opens up and that day, the story will then continue to evolve. So it'll never be the same every single day. So can you pick a different side each time you go into the park to get a different experience? I have no idea. I haven't been yet. What if I don't want to be a rebel? Well, you are pretty dark (laughs) with your force lightning. You know it. They also have droids. Those are only $100. Yeah, but it's still pretty rad. Well, I'm just saying, like, yay, they're not really, really expensive. Um, But you could also buy droid blueprints, and I apparently can't say that word. Droid blueprints? There you go. That sound awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I think the overall concepts of everything they're going to be doing in there and the interaction and the immersion... And also having it separated into two specific areas. So when you're in like the forest, you know, it's going to be a little bit different than like the Black Spire outpost area. You know, you'll be in two different worlds within one world. And, you know, it's it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. And like, I feel like I could read all there is to know about this and just absorb it all and still be 100% completely surprised and yeah. overwhelmed when I get there. Well, I think probably the coolest thing that Disney has done, with, along with uh, Marvel is, and other artists and writers out there and authors, is to have created a whole series of books leading up to the opening of uh, Galaxy's Edge that really create the canon and have involved. Because, I mean, they've, it's going back to Solo, the Black Spire Outpost was mentioned in that, mo- in that movie. So that movie's are, that, that land that, whole, you know, as part of the canon for Star Wars is now part of the story. And uh, in one of the comics that they were saying, the storylines, uh, Vader comes to this planet because he's looking for rebel spies, because he's looking for whoever. 
And uh, so when you see Vader there, that's why he's there. Even though he's there now with the you know the training and uh, what have you, tra- training the Jedi's, him and, and uh, Kylo Ren. Um, but he'll he'll be part of of the walk around. I think part of the walk around because there's no meet and greets going on. Yeah, Which at is- least not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. It's just going to be way too busy to do that. But I think still over in the Star Wars Bay, they're going to be having meet and greets still. Oh, good. Type of thing. I have the most amazing picture of me and Chewbacca. Nice. Here's a Chewbacca story for you. So uh, two years ago, we went over to uh, see Chewbacca and Kylo Ren. And we saw Kylo Ren first. It was my first time meeting Kylo Ren. I was completely intimidated by him. And my son was uh, wearing his BB-8 ears and... I have great pictures of the two of them getting into it. And uh, I went ahead and, and fell for his good looks and his evil powers <laughs> and got sucked into the dark side. So when we went and saw Chewbacca, I was making my stupid Wookiee noise that I, I can't do very well. And <laughs> okay, I'll, you need to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I, I, I'm no, like, I, I need to hear it first. I'm not going to let you continue I, talking until I hear this. It's going to be terrible. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I I do that to to Chewbacca and all he does is he looks down at me like because he's like ten feet tall and then just shakes his head back and forth and I said I'm learning how to speak Wookie I have an app on my phone I've been learning <laughs> and he looks Through at me babble? yeah and, and, and exactly and he and I was actually like learning Spanish but he looks over at the uh, at the cast member that was taking our picture and then she, she comes over to me and they look both look at my phone and I'm like. I was shaking my head and I looked down at my feet and I'm like, sorry, Chewie, I'm lying. I just, <laughs> I just went and saw Kylo Ren and I'm under the, the bad powers or whatever I said to him. And he literally pointed to the corner and made me go get in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> so I stood in the corner while they took pictures of my family without Chewbacca. <laughs> and then he came over and got me for the, like the last picture that they took. But then he followed us outside, out, out of the, uh, the room there that they were taking pictures and he's like looking around around the corner. It was, it was pretty damn funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. I love the the meet and greets there. Um, so I have an interesting fact about parks in Disneyland. No, in California, because Disneyland is one of them. But they were talking about how expensive all of the parks were because obviously they were talking about the Disney Flex and how it's supposed to be like super reasonably priced. Um, but it said Knott's Berry Farm is the cheapest at $128 a person. And then it said, uh, compared to that of Disneyland, which averages a daily cost of like $250, mm-hmm. which is like food and everything. And clearly they're not factoring me into that because when I was there for the two days that I was there, I think I dropped like $2,000. Yeah, it's easy to do. Definitely. I, I, can, I can easily go there and spend $300 on dinner. I've once spent $1,000 on dinner thank you chef stable victorian alberts yeah Yeah, that's a good once in a lifetime thing maybe twice in a lifetime yeah it's definitely gonna have to be a second time unless you're like a a, a different company yeah exactly maybe you'll go with me that's what i was thinking that'd be fun yeah definitely it's it's definitely easy to do and i i I know with with all the fun things going on within galaxy's edge and you know it's going to be easy to want to go in there and just blow your water real quick or blow something Every time I go on a short trip to Disney, I'm always like, yes, it's going to be a short trip. I'm going to spend less money. And I still spend the same amount of money that I would have spent in a full week there. Well, I, know, I don't know how it happens. I know. Like they say, for an average family to stay there for a week now, it's like ten grand. So, And that's how the cruises are nowadays, too. It's just so crazy. I mean, fuck, look at Christmas. Like right now, Disney World, it's like $153 a day during Christmas time. And it's not going to deter people from going during that time of year. They're going to be sold out, max capacity by noon. And uh, it's just crazy. Man. And then, like, on top of what you're paying for a day in the park, there's also the Christmas party that's another 100 to 130, I think, on, like, actual Christmas to go. It's just madness. Yeah, it's amazing. And don't Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're paying for the experience. but Oh, absolutely. Uh, That's why I keep going back. But someone said that there were uh, tips for saving money. They were writing this in the comment, and they said that they've brought in a whole pizza before to the parks to save money on food. Yep, we used to bring sandwiches and uh, stuff and snacks, you know, dried fruits and that kind of jazz, bottled water, you name it. 
But you still, I mean, shit, you go to Publix and get a bunch of subs, and you're still spending $40 on fucking food, bringing it, you know. So I think it depends on, on what you're doing. If you're going to be going there and getting a Disney dining plan with the hotel package, there's times where it can be super affordable to go that route. You know, it just depends on really what you want, where you're staying. Yeah. We always do the dining plan for food and wine because the snack credits you can use at the booths. And then if you end up with extra quick service credits, you can um, convert one quick service into three snack credits as long as you get them at the same booth. Nice. So that makes a lot of sense. We always still end up with extra meals and stuff left over and end up bringing like all sorts of ridiculous snacks home. Well, I know too, like with the dining plan, you can get alcohol on them now. And they were saying like, yes, it's amazing. You know, but the problem though, is that with some of these restaurants that offer this alcohol is that they're, trying to you know they have a certain turnover rate they have to have not only for their numbers but also for the cast that's waiting on you to be able to make what they're used to making because some of these restaurants these cast members that are waiting on you they're making like four or five hundred dollars a night in tips like they're killing it and they've been working there for 15 20 years because of it you know like they're long-term type of things but because people are having to order alcohol it's taking longer for them to decide what the hell they want to get to drink so it's kind of crazy you know I guess you know depends on where you're, I guess it depends on the restaurant you're going to as well. I but. feel like it's a lot easier in Magic Kingdom because they only serve basically beer and wine. Yeah, which I'm still not happy about. But they still don't serve alcohol in Disneyland though, so that was kind of fun. But I forgot that and was like, I want a Bloody Mary with breakfast. Oh wait. Yeah, have it before you go to the park. <laughs> I'm just saying. So current events going on right now. We got Flower and Garden going on at Epcot here at the uh, Walt Disney World location, and that ends on June third. And I was there about three weeks ago, and uh, usually I go three or four times of the year. And just with my work schedule, it's been super crazy. It's been just busy, busy. So I didn't get a chance to go, but uh, I took my kids there, and we had a great time. We actually only did a half day, uh, which is what I love about going to these parks. Because uh, sometimes we'll do a half day, sometimes we'll do a full day, or we'll break up the parks into you know a full day, do all four parks or whatever. Uh, but we got there and uh, we did some rides. We had some fast passes set up. We got lunch. We did some pictures and stuff, and then uh, immediately went over and got the uh, the purple purple frizzle, whatever that drink's called for shizzle. My was nizzle. it good? <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It wasn't bad actually. It was. It was fruity and tasty and yummy. I got a beer that was that was there and. What flavor was it? Oh, you just got well staticky. What flavor was it? Uh, it was some kind of coconut porter of some sort. I don't remember what it was. The purple, the purple fruity drink. What flavor was it? Oh, uh, <laughs> I would compare it to grape Kool-Aid. Okay. Awesome. But a frozen slushy. Uh, but coconut porter sounds amazing too. Yeah. It was delicious. It was small and it was like $9, which drives me effing crazy. But was the alcohol content higher than no. normal? Cause it was a porter. Maybe should have, should have been like eight nine percent, so it should have gotten you just as drunk as a twelve ounce of something. If I had weaker. like three of them, I would have probably had a slight buzz going, but you know, that's why I like going to get the flights. The flights are nice. But th- then we went over and uh, got the orange bird sippy sippy uh, I have adult one. drink, which was freaking adorable. And was super excited to get it. And the drink that's in there was not too bad. It was very sweet and not something I would definitely uh, be able to finish. My son was like, yeah, I can finish this. So he <laughs> did. Uh, but I would compare it to a uh, just like a cold yogurty smoothie kind of drink. Did you buy the cup itself or did, did, you, did you get the drink with it? Uh, so I had a connection in the park and I was like, hey, you're going to the park today. Want to grab me one? I actually uh, had her pick up one for Amy for her birthday, and she sent me a picture of it, and it was so adorable that I was like, mm, do they still have any left? Because I need one too. And so she drank the drinks and said they were all right, but I did not get to try it. Nice. I just got two little orange birds in the mail. Yeah, it's definitely adorable. I'm glad to see Orange Bird making a comeback uh, like our other, our other favorite character out there, uh, Mr. Figment. Mm, he's amazing. Yeah, he's cute. Especially the big-ass topiary that he was had this year. And the fun thing about that big topiary is uh, if you squat down and uh, there's like bigger flowers that are behind him, and he's uh, standing on a, a large ball 
topiary thing, and if you squat down just <laughs> enough, those uh, flowers behind him will then make a uh, Mickey icon that he's standing on top of. That's really, really cool. And I'm not sure if it's intentional or if it's just because I've drinking that Kool-Aid. Everything I see <laughs> is a hidden Mickey. Everything. Literally. Like I told you that one time of my Olive Garden story of getting my dinner plate and my bread plate and I looked down and I'm like, damn, I'm missing an ear. And I took one of my kids' oh, plates okay. from them to complete my hidden Mickey on my table. Had to take a picture of it or it didn't happen? Oh, I definitely took a picture of it and threw it on Instagram. <laughs> it was in my story though, so it's already gone. Shucks. I know. Can we talk about some uh, ridiculous food that's happening in the park right now? Of course. That's your whole thing, so let's talk about it. So I, I've decided that there needs to be a uh, what the fuck snacks segment because sometimes Disney doesn't really uh, hit the mark with some of their snack options. But uh, but this week I found three. Mm. There is the uh, the unicorn donut and it's really, really cute. And I can tell that it's trying to be a unicorn. But there's no horn. No horn. Is it just colored like a unicorn? So it's a pink cupcake, okay. and then it has, uh, it's like piped with, I want to say like a darker pink and some like multicolored mane, and then it has the little eye that looks like it's winking with the little eyelashes, kind of like that like Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. unicorn iconic eye, I guess. It's like a unicorn know. emoji. Yes. Um, fun fact on an iPhone, you can actually make yourself into a unicorn. <clears throat> but it has no horn. So how is it a unicorn? It's just like pretty pink horse donut. I mean, shit, they could have put like a piece of candy corn on it at least or something. I'd prefer not a candy corn, but they have like colored candy corn. You could totally do that, but it really wouldn't have been hard to roll up with some all the things, white chocolate. With, with all the things that Disney has done with food, I feel like a horn is not out of their their scope of yeah they, they, uh, they dropped the horn on this one huh <laughs> um and then next this one actually sounds really good it's a key lime pie on a stick oh dude but it's but 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 it's dipped in blue white chocolate and i don't know if that was because of aladdin that they went with the blue but key lime is not blue and I don't understand what they were doing. That means if you eat it, you'll be pooping green for like three days. Perhaps. Oh, I'm pretty sure because I know there was a point in time in my life where I had uh, blue icing cupcakes and I shit green for about three days. Like neon green. It wasn't even like, like my intestinal lining <laughs> was stained blue. Like I was sweating it out of my pores like after a fresh tattoo kind of thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? So speaking of key lime, key lime pie on a stick, there's a, a ice cream shop I would uh, visit every once in a blue moon. And they had it dipped in chocolate. And it was frozen on a stick. White chocolate or dark D- chocolate dark, or milk dark, chocolate? Dark chocolate. It was dark chocolate. Well, I guess milk chocolate. Yeah, because dark chocolate wouldn't work. Milk. Why wouldn't dark chocolate work? I don't know. I'm not a pastry chef. You can. <laughs> I guess you can melt dark chocolate. And dip, it, and dip it in <laughs> yes, things. You can, you can absolutely melt dark chocolate. <laughs> well, Whatever. That's why I'm the pastry chef. Exactly. I just sit here and <laughs> talk about stuff and eat it. But yeah, it was dipped in chocolate and it was amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so we've covered two things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whew. The third thing is they now have... Okay, so first off... Casey's is amazing. All their hot dogs are phenomenal. Last year, they did a hot dog of the month every month. And then in December, they did, like, leading up, like, the 12 days of Christmas, they did a couple days or a day for each of the ones that they did for the full year, which was amazing. And I didn't get to try any of them because we totally forgot. Um, And they have corn dog nuggets. Mm. So these corn dog nuggets are terrible. I had them. Okay, so conceptually, they sound pretty amazing. But the ratio of dog to breading, there was way too much breading, so you couldn't really taste the hot dog. Like a hot dog in a hallway kind of thing? They were just really dry. Oh, that, so yeah. I'm not a fan. That sucks. Was it cornbread? So I, was it a cornbread uh, bread? Yeah, I mean, the, the batter was delicious. It just... Too much. 
was too much. Also, they do hand-dipped corn dogs in Disneyland where they literally like dip it for you and cook it. And I got one and it was the best corn dog I've ever had in my entire life. I hear that. <clears throat> but they now have chicken corn dogs. Like a chicken stick thingy? Like a chicken dog okay. nugget. And, I mean, I eat chicken sausages. They have some really good chicken, apple, sage oh, yeah. ones at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. So I bet they taste good. But visually, they make me want to barf. They look really disgusting. Hmm. So I'm obviously going to try them because I like torturing myself. But they don't look very good. Well, when you come down here in September, we will uh, have to try all of it if they're still available. So far away. Yep. I'll go tomorrow and try it for you. Please do. Just eat them for me. If they're good, I'll try them in September. If they're not, haha, you had to eat them. It's worth the, uh, the testing and sacrifice. I will be a guinea pig any day of the week for food. Almost Perfect. every day of the week. Every day but Tuesday. Why Tuesday? I had to pick a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm going to make my best food on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And not share them with you. It's so mean. Yep. So what else is going then- on in the food world? In the food world? Dear Lord, I've got nothing else in the food world. Mm, well, tell me more then about things. Uh, Amazon now has same-day prime to Disney resorts. Same-day prime to Disney. So if you're at a theme a theme park to hotel uh, gimmick and you like are out of toilet paper or, I mean, or something, they can send it to you? I mean, uh, I feel like the front desk will give you toilet paper. Yeah. They won't give you shampoo and, and, and stuff anymore because they now have dispensers of liquid soap in the bathrooms. I know, but if you call and complain, someone comes up and refills them for you. That's nice. I have a shit ton of shampoo and conditioner from Disney, and I have been using it this week because I'm too lazy to go to the store and buy more. So I've been pretending I'm in the uh, All Star Resorts in my oh, that's uh, where I stay in my bathroom. So they started off with um, like little tubes, and then they had little bottles that had teeny tiny little Mickey ears mm-hmm. on top. Mm-hmm. Or no, it went the other way around. They started with little bottles with little Mickey ears on top, so I have a couple of those. And then they had the bottles that just said Disney on them, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll take some of those. Um, but yeah, now they're the dispensers. And it's, I really should bring my own shampoo and conditioner because it's probably murder on my hair. But Okay, so you have to spend $20 or more on Amazon, which isn't hard to do, so don't worry about that. Yeah, because usually it's $35. Uh, oh, but this is same day. Well, no, So I, actually, so yeah. Amazon Prime is actually starting same day on a lot of things it's amazing for prime so i've gotten things the next day that i've ordered at like eight o'clock at night and i'm like cool i didn't need this for another month but so glad i got it the next day and then there's other things that i want overnighted and they come in like a week so what the hell are you going to need at disney that comes from amazon that they don't sell in the gift shop Everything? Uh, it's not it's not necessarily that they don't sell in the gift shop but uh when amy and i go down and we go for like a long weekend or something like that and don't pack uh, a checked bag. I can't bring my sunscreen. And it's like $12 in Disney, but only 8 on Amazon. And because but, you're in, in the parks and at the hotels, you're not like going to Uber to like the local drugstore to go buy it. Because like when Disney started using the, uh, the minivan services through Lyft, it was really curious to see how that was going to happen because this whole shared uh, economy, which I run an Airbnb at my house, so I completely understand what it's all about. It's interesting that they've now incorporated themselves with Inside Disney, which is smart as hell on Disney's end because now they are keeping less cars coming to their parks, which is going to be uh, pretty amazing. You know, cause uh, The minivans are stupid expensive, uh, so people are definitely still using Uber, says a girl who uses Uber on the parks. Uh, a minivan, our minivan was $30. We took it to the trails end for breakfast because getting there for the hoopty doo review was ridiculous because you can't actually drive cars back into the campgrounds unless you're like a disney bus or a minivan or you're a go-kart yeah you run a golf golf cart yeah um 
So we opted to try a minivan one because we wanted to try out the service and see how it was. The dude was amazing. And he gave us like little bracelets that he makes for Disney characters. It was like the greatest experience ever. Um, but yeah, no, they're still stupid expensive. So like good for things like that for convenience, but an Uber would have been like six bucks. So I think there's still going to be a lot of Ubering around. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a, a convenience thing. But if anything, you know, they're still charging you 25 bucks a night to park your cars. So I guess if you do the math, it probably just kind of evens itself out. I mean, you fly in, you take the Magical Express in from the airport, you know what I mean? But it's The uh, Magical Express on the way in and the Tragical Express on the way home. That's it. While everybody's crying, waving bye to the castle. That being said, we really hope you guys enjoy these, uh, this episode. And again, this is our first one, so thanks for hanging on and going through this with all of our rambling. And, uh, but there's so much more to talk about and cover as we uh, go through and pick apart the new things coming to the parks, old things being rehashed, and discovering uh, new drinks and food as they come to fruition here in front of our faces. So again, I'm Jason, and uh, my co-host over here I'm Julie. is Miss Julie. Yeah, and... Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed episode one of FEI Disney. And until next time, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at FEI underscore Disney. We'll have that in the show notes as well as make sure you're subscribed, share with your friends, and leave a review, whether it's a five-star if you think we deserve it or a written review. It just helps with the algorithms through iTunes. It gives us some feedback. So you can send us an email also if you have any comments or questions or you want to uh, share some stories with us. It's uh, FEIDSNY at gmail.com Disney, but dsny at gmail.com and again they'll have all that in the show notes for y'all thanks so much for tuning in and until next time take care of yourselves have a magical night Death certificate.